Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Awaken Me podcast. I have a good buddy of mine here named Josh. Welcome to the show. Howdy. How's it going? Fantastic. So uh, just for you guys to get a little to know about Josh. Josh, do you remember the first time we met? Tell me about uh, your earliest memory, because I know my oh. earliest memory of you, and you were an annoying little kid, to be honest. <laughs> I was a very annoying little kid. I was like the, I was like a stereotypical, like imagine a little brother that just like refuses to leave anyone alone. Um, mm-hmm. It was my earliest memory. I want to say it might have been like Easter play at our church. That's exactly yeah. my earliest memory of you. Uh, yeah. You were the little kid who's just chilling, and your mom mm-hmm. said, why don't you go help that guy who's doing the tech stuff? Yep. And so I said, hey, Josh, you want to help me put batteries in these microphones? Yep. And there were like, I don't know, 20 lav microphones that we had to re-battery. And you took it so seriously. You were like, sound, doing your thing right. and getting it going. <laughs> uh, and uh, And that led to you doing tech where this yeah. motion. Oh, that motion was awesome. Yeah, so for people that are really confused, uh, back in the day, we, you know, we do this big Easter play, passion play, and we have to, and we have like a bunch of actors, and we, Scott and I were essentially running the sound effects. So at one point, one of our cameras couldn't see this moment in this passion play where they're nailing Jesus to the cross, so Scott ran out and looked, peeked out from behind the stage while I pressed the button, and this was the motion to, to shoot those off those little sound effects. Because we couldn't see our cameras. Like, we had cameras to try, but they yeah. just weren't good enough. Nope. And so that was the official motion yeah. so that we would all be in sync. Yeah. And it kind of worked. Was, it, it, it did work. Yeah, it was pretty good. Praise the Lord. The good old days. The good old days. <laughs> well, oh, uh, tell me tell me a little about your world. What what We were talking a little bit for everyone's context. And in our conversation, we were talking about just how our world is kind of being flipped yeah. upside down. And there's so much chaos and confusion. But there really is a, a different perspective that we can look at it where the obstacle mm-hmm. becomes the way. And we were kind of riffing about that. Tell me tell me some of your thoughts on what you've seen, what you've experienced kind of in your context in the Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for you know, people that don't know, I help uh, lead our production teams at our church. Uh, and uh, especially like, you know, being in the Bay Area is one of like the epicenters of kind of the this whole virus crisis. Uh, we were kind of hit early in the process, you know, early in the whole situation. And we had a, yeah. had to have a lot of just reaction, just knee jerk reactions to kind of what was happening. We didn't really have a lot of control. It was just kind of ended up being these, you know, Oh shoot, we can't meet or we can't meet with that many people. Now we can't meet at all. Now we're not kind of really built for this and, and all those things. So, um, it's kind of completely changed our world. So what has it done for you personally? Because I know in talking to high schoolers, young adults, or anyone yeah. really, there's kind of some basic questions that people are asking in regards to like, yeah. how do I hold on to hope? And how do yeah. I navigate life? And how do I process through working yeah. from home or doing school from home? Or just so much of life is flipped. Uh, what have you found to be to be your source of mental strength in all this? Yeah, so, you know, like I said, this has been a pretty trying time. There's a lot of chaos and a lot of people that don't, have a lot of answers. And, and that's kind of one of the things that's realizing, like I'm a person that likes, uh, like, let's make decisions, let's kind of move forward and all those things. But then situations like this, you can't, there's, there's just intangible things that you're not going to be able to solve or figure out. And there's questions yeah. that you can't answer because you've never gone through it. So for me personally, it's been uh, learning to kind of roll with it a little bit and learning to kind of find a way to avoid the stress uh, and an anxiety that just kind of creeps up from what, you know, 
what, what, what should we do? You know, what should I do? So for me, um, I find it's kind of funny because when you're home more, you would think you'd have more time to do the things you want to do. But, um, I found that setting aside specific time to, to kind of not be in the midst of work or the chaos or the news or whatever, or even just kind of turning my brain off and watching TV, taking time to kind of reflect on of kind of what's going on and kind of just spend time with God, whether that's, you know, whether that's praying or kind of reading the word or... Okay, I want to jump in here. Tell me about your God times. Do you feel like God speaks yeah. to you or how does God reveal himself yeah. to you? Because that's a question I get a lot of like, how yeah. how do I hear from God, especially yep. in a time like this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like an audible voice of God person. Um, I, I always think that like, especially when I take time to read and then in moments of worship kind of near that, um, reading and reading God's word, that's one of the biggest things for me. Like there's something that'll stand out because I have that moment of, man, this is speaking exactly to a situation or in just a moment of worship when I kind of have trouble shutting my brain off. Sometimes my thoughts kind of go crazy. And when I take those times to shut it off, kind of, I feel like God lands things in my, in, in my thoughts there. Like I start, when I start bringing those thoughts back in all of a sudden connections being made. So like in those ways are kind of the ways I communicate, but it first takes me kind of, kind of releasing everything and engaging with God, like kind of turning on the conversation and then kind of letting, letting kind of God fill me with those things. Yeah. Okay. How have you held on to your hope personally through all this? What's been your mindset yeah. there? Yeah. Like we've been talking a little bit about like the obstacles, the way, and uh, personally just kind of looking at it as like, there's a lot of tragedy and, and, and struggle going on right now. But the thing that just kind of keeps me, focus on like that there is a positive or there can be growth out of this, right? Um, bad things are happening, um, but there's a there's a positive side to all that. Like right now, one of the things I realize is, you know, the way that I act, the way that our church acts, the way that we deal with the situation will have a massive impact on the people in this world, especially people who are unchurched or the people that aren't fully involved or fully convinced about church or, or the faith, right? Um, that right now there's an opportunity to look at this challenge and this struggle. And instead of seeing it as this thing that's pulling us down, see it as something that can actually uh, build our faith, whether that's because you're actually taking time to, to like read more, to pray more, to kind of build your relationship with God, or it just means that you're acting out um, what the church is supposed to be. So for me, it's, I, I see this as it's a moment of tragedy, but, and, and, and kind of struggle, but we're, this is a crazy opportunity to show the world what it means yeah. to be the church. And, and I think that gives me hope just because I can see the the impact and the growth that the church can have through that. I really love that phrase, the obstacle is the way, yeah. because so it's so easy to run away from obstacles mm -hmm. and to say, I don't like the yep. resistance that we face, uh, but it's in that resistance and kind of plowing through that that there's so much that God can do there. Yep. Uh, I'm reminded of Lord of the Rings. Do you remember the end of the first <laughs> Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring? when Frodo's like coming over the crest with Sam and it's, and I, I'll never forget that picture of, there's so much uh, that they've come through and you kind of like think, oh, they're near the end, but then you see like this massive valley and there's so much that they have yep. to go through. And I feel like that's so reminiscent of our lives where if God really showed us everything we have to go through, because we had another mm -hmm. like seven hours worth of movie that we had to go through before <laughs> the story's over, right? Yeah. <laughs> if God really showed us all that, I think we'd just like turn away and be like, nah, man, I'm done. 
But yeah. I think God gives us enough to help us hold on to hope so that we do mm-hmm. keep fighting. Uh, yeah. Now, here's a question I've been kind of processing through, like, all right, obstacles the way, and God has a purpose for us, and there's a plan, and, and all that stuff. Uh, but for you, how do you process through the question of of purpose and meaning mm-hmm. and your role in light of the bigger picture going on? Yeah, so... Um... The funny thing is, is this kind of season has showed me, has made, put that to the forefront for me. You know, like I would actually say that, you know, that there's been times and even the last couple of months that you're asking yourself like, okay, you know, why am I here in this moment? Uh, why is God having me do what I'm doing? But it's been actually in this moment of like crisis that it's like, wow, like thankfully I'm here to fill this gap or thankfully I'm here to learn this, you know? Um, it makes you realize that even though at first you're like, I think some mentalities could be, why am I in this situation? Um, I think for me, I'm realizing that like, you know, I've been prepared for a time like this time, right. That I can contribute something that I'm getting something out of this. Um, and I think that, you know, personally, I feel a lot of purpose in this, in this moment of, of, you know, whether it comes to what we're doing at church and trying to facilitate what we need to do and helping be part of that, um, in this kind of new all online digital era. Um, or if that's just kind of personally at home, it's like, man, you know, I, you know, being able to have the, the focus and need to have the focus on my personal relationship or just even being able to spend time, you know, with my wife or my family in ways that are funny. Like I'm not allowed to see my family, but I can almost, I'm almost spending more time with them now in a different way and able to have kind of some pretty amazing, valuable conversations with them or friends. So, um, I kind of like that, that's kind of situation I'm in that I actually feel like I've had a lot of purpose. And I think part of that is looking at it positively too. You know, I see the ways that that, you know, God is opening up more richness in my life, uh, because of the situation. One last question. How, how have you maintained your sense of joy in all of this? Mm. Because the enemy can come and try to steal that. What have you done to keep joy? Yeah. So that's, that's huge. I mean, and that, that can even happen daily. You know, there's things, you know, there's wins, there's losses that you have, uh, there's expectations. Um, and just obviously because right now there's, so much out of our hands and out of our control. Uh, personally, um, I, I try to take every indiv- I'm trying to slow down and take it, a look at everything individually and be excited about the wins, right? And celebrate the wins. It's something that, um, one of the, the pastors over our department, he always talks about that. He encourages, it's like, whatever it is in your life, anything that you can celebrate, celebrate it. Um, so, you know, we, you know, we've been trying to figure out at church how to do church service, and we were able to do, uh, we we're able to get our, our church service broadcasted on local TV, and and uh, there was a lot of things that went wrong. There's a lot of things that we didn't like, but just getting there was a huge win, and we kind of celebrated every step of the way, and it, it gives you that little bit of energy and excitement to get on to the next thing, because again, there's always going to be wins and, lo- and losses, but when you celebrate the wins, when you celebrate the successes and and, and you can remember that when you're going through the struggle, you're like, it reminds you that you can win, you know, and, and whether that's at work or at home, just the idea that, you know, trying to get used to being locked at home more often or whatever, you know, you, you celebrate the wins of, oh, I've got used to this, or I've figured out how to do this, or I've gotten better at this, or, you know, I was able to enjoy this moment. That's, that's been huge. That's massive. I'm going to 
to basically rephrase two things that you said in there quickly for people to make sure they get it. But the mm. first thing I heard you say, uh, not at this explicitly, but it's kind of that old adage, life is 10% what happens and 90% how you react to what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah. as, uh, as your, your pastor says, uh, life might kick you, but you can choose the direction you bounce, right? And so, mm-hmm. so responding in a way that's very intentional. But the second yep. thing you said that was brilliant was celebrating the wins. And I can't, like... That is so gold just because mm. to to choose to see the moments that you can and see them as victory, that takes yeah. a whole lot of time. Let me say it this way. You can compress time, but instead of seeing like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen a year from now or two years from now or months from now, you can celebrate little wins today. You can celebrate little yep. wins in the hour. You can celebrate yep. them one step at a time. And by taking life and shrinking it down to smaller bits, it's actually helpful for us to get through. It yep. reduces our anxiety, reduces a whole bunch of other stuff. That's why Jesus talks about, yep. do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough struggles of its own. And, and yep. I think that's such a biblical principle that we could all get around, whether we're in high school and we got a testimony online or whether we are doing something totally different in our life but celebrating the wins when we got it so yeah. uh yeah I'll take and, it and the first yeah the first and the second thing work together you know i think the idea that that how are you able to bounce back it's it's what what associations do you have with struggle like if you're celebrating your wins every challenge um, you can think about the times that you got through it, as opposed to having the negative attitude. And that brings, like, that brings the anxiety and depression, and and just the fear of failure. And just when you have some positive emotion associated with the fact that I can get through this, it 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 can really change your trajectory um, when you're going through those struggles. Instead of you thinking, "Oh man, this is not working out," or "This isn't going to work," you know, this is really bringing me down. It's you know, I've gotten through this, and I can get through it again, and that's that's invaluable. I love it. I love mm. it. Well, the podcast can't in here, but I do want to ask a fun <laughs> story question. Do you have any mm-hmm. things that you were trying to do that just failed and you can just laugh at it now? Oh my gosh, I have too massive of a list. I, I'll share one from kind of back in the day just because I think it, it'll be a little funnier and, 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 and you'll laugh at this, you know. So Scott it. knows when I, was, when I was younger, I was pretty infamous for just at the church taking things and not really asking for permission. Um, and, and I remember, and I would, and I would have, have the best intentions. So, so I'll, I'll tell a story. About As we all once, did, I, right? When you steal from the church. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was like feeling so great about like I'd put this audio system together and I had figured it out. And I was like, man, this event's going to be awesome that we're doing. Of course, not going through the proper channels. And we was did this, this your event. Battle of the was, Bands event? Ooh, no, that's another whole story. Okay, no, okay, but no this, is, okay. this is, this is, um, this is, this is, like young church days, like we had a school on campus called UPA and I went to that school. Um, and I had used all this gear and it was an amazing event and I had figured it all out. And then I'm sitting at home and my, my mom's phone rings and there was this lady uh, calling us our audio director of the church who at that time was the audio director of the church and now is still our audio director. And I have you know the pleasure of working with her every day. Um, her name is Roberta and she called my mom to tell me that I had like damaged hundreds of dollars of speaker equipment because I didn't know that I had put power into something that shouldn't have had power. And I just remember like I was in the doghouse at the church for so long um, and I had like the best intentions and I thought I was like, oh, man, I figured it out. I'm a genius. All the school ha- people are so happy with me. Man, but it was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. So here, here's the lesson: celebrate the wins, mm-hmm. and as soon as you can, laugh at the failures. Yeah. You might need 100%. to get through it and struggle through it a bit, but yeah. laugh at the failures. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's always funny to be in a role of leadership where someone can remind you uh, when you totally screwed up, <laughs> and uh, and and then you're telling them to do. You know, it's it's it's, that, it's always a funny thing, but it kind of makes it nicer. You know, it's like it, yeah. it brings this environment of like we all fail and it's okay and it's funny. I think it's hilarious. Like obviously that was bad, but and it gives me a lot of grace for people now who are like I'm like oh gosh I can't believe you did that, but I realized man I, a lot of people had a lot of grace with me. I I too was a doofus once upon a time. <laughs> yep, as, as recently as an hour ago. Yep. Yes. Uh, well, thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. And thank you course, for joining us. See you next time on the Awaken Me podcast. Ooh.